Yo, and it's on you. Yo, we in the building, son. He peaked already, right? Yeah. Let's probably. do it. Yo, so yo, just, you had a week to to come up with an intro, dog. Yo, nobody told me nothing about I, no intro. What happened till to the four seconds show? Four seconds ago, you told me I was. You on. had a whole week to come up with an intro, bro. And then you hit me with the yo, yo. <laughs> son, what happened to the filthy show? Yo, this was show? a setup. This was a straight right, setup. You got right one here. more week, dog. Oh, nah, I, I ain't gonna be here next week. <laughs> yo, son, won't. you promised I'm that last week. All of us is here this week. Word up. What are we doing here again? Somebody please remind me. I don't know what we Yo, do. Who, Ange, apologize no. to the people for yesterday, last week's show. <laughs> Yo, I apologize that I was so dope in everything I said, man. Yo, anything that goes wrong, Ange is going to apologize for. <laughs> Yo, bigger than that, Ange, you got to run the Facebook, dog. Bro. I mean, that's not that's you, not even... Uh, I'm not even... Duties, um, but why are you putting me on the spot? I mean, we didn't even pray about it. You ain't say, yo, can you pray about this? It's on my heart. We didn't have to pray about yes, it, dog. Why not? The spirit already assigned all of us duties, dog. Oh, word? How yeah. come he didn't tell me? He just told he just you. Got you duties. told me. Holy spirit ain't tell me. Smoke. You told me. So rebellious, bro. <laughs> yo, son. This guy's rebellious. That's us. That's just bro, our nature, dog. That's, duty, that's the nature of man, rebellious. Yeah, my only duty is to bring the filth. That's it. <laughs> Dog, as sinners, we are rebellious, dog. That's 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 natural for us to be rebellious. Yo, how you guys? How you guys doing, man? Um, from the last time we was on the podcast, how's your week? Work, life? Good, bro. Good. I'm excited. Excited, <coughs> man. I at the end of the last podcast, I couldn't wait to get back on again, man. So. Why? We're here by the grace of God, just getting the word, talking about you, Jesus, you bro. Gotta, you gotta stay up this time. I might. I'm feeling good right now. I'm feeling good getting back into the, the swing Red Bull? of things. You need a Red Bull? It gives you wings. Oh, we, I thought man. we agreed that you were going to have a Red Bull for this episode. That's right. I forgot. You know when the cameras come on, you, you won't be able to doze ain't no, off. Ain't no cameras coming on, bro. I'm hearing the wife beater because it's hot. <laughs> Y'all don't want to keep out. the fan on. My man got the wife beater the on, wife beater. dog. Yo, listen, I just want to shout out Mike. He finally got a haircut, son. It's been like yeah, it's been yo. about a year and a half, son. He was busted, son. Yo, he was man. looking busted. Yeah, the annual cut. Dog. Son. <laughs> yeah, Mike got a cut. It was it was it, it was long overdue. Yo, I was, I was shout surprised. out to my barber, you know, who who blessed me, man. He he went above and beyond to do this. So shout out to him. He know who he, he is. He needed to charge you like a buck fifty for that haircut, son, because that was that was <laughs> tough. And just spicy today. <laughs> Where the bringing the filth? I yo, wanna, yo, we shout out Barber. Shout out Panama, the greatest Hall of Fame over there on Court Street in Brooklyn. Yo, that that was done by a barber. I thought you was in the mirror <laughs> by yourself. I, th- I thought that took two mirrors in the clip. Oh, <laughs> that was that was a. Yo, <laughs> yo, that looked like something a barber did. How much he char- whatever he charged you, go get your money back. My number one against yo, the grain. And I've been cutting my hair for months. That's son. what I'm saying. I've been quarantined, but when I used to get cuts oh. before the quarantine, uh, so, oh, because I was scared. I was like, off. whatever barber is charging for, <laughs> he's a criminal. He should be locked up. He should be locked up for yeah, that haircut, dog. Cause bugging, that looked like that looked like the the haircut my pops give themselves. Though. 
My pops go in the my pops go in the mirror with the clippers, Yo. and he be like, "I'm never gonna pay Chill. again." Mike feeling fresh because he got two lines in the size. <laughs> Thirteen years old. Yo, so I'm <laughs> so I'm, I'm, 90s, I'm, so I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you something. So this dude, so dude so dude came up to me like, "Yo, why you got two lines? Yo, why you got two lines inside of your head?" I said, "Cause I'm always gonna be ahead of you in life." <laughs> that was dope, right? Nah, that was corny. Son. What? That's not dope. Wait, wait, break it down to me. I, I missed that. Because the it. two lines mean I'm always moving. I'm moving fast. Ah, come on. Yeah, for about three days until it grows in. Then what? Chill, dog. Now you a hater, dog. You talking about hater, three son. days from now, dog. How long it take your hair to grow? I don't. If you get a good haircut, it should take a while to grow. If your barber knows what he's doing. If you get in a Nah, I'm serious. If you get a cheesy haircut, if your barber don't know what he's doing, you're going to be back in a how week or two. How does your barber control your, the, the growth on, of your hair? It depends on how he cuts it. That's his skill. Number one against the I grain. I don't think this is scientifically proven. So. All right, man. Trust Number me, dog. I've been to a lot of barbers, dog. See? My barber yeah, knows. Nah, I, I, I think I can attest to that. You can uh, attest to that? some haircuts that took a little longer. Took a little longer to grow. Nah, I'm it telling depends you. depends on your Metabolism, Look at the doctor. The time of the year. Yo, dog, he's Dr. Cap. That's yeah. Dr. Doolittle, dog. He did. <laughs> you deal with that. So what? My, what is my Dr. Cap for? Yo, Doug. Hi, doctor. He do- oh, oh. He See? does, he does the Dr. Doolittle. Chill, this is real, man. It's real time. We live. Mm. So how y'all feel just about uh, what's going on? We're trying, to, we're trying to put on a quality show. You know, last week we had some technical difficulties post-production. Hearing a little You heard the little, the little marching band in the back? No, we'll figure it out. Yeah, keep us in prayer. See how, see how, Ooh, see how clean that, that was. That was good. That was good. Nice. I like, oh. look at Ange. He, he, he wants hey, to see. He, wanted, he wanted that line. Yo, Ange, how he you? He wanted that line. Yo. He wanted that line. Yo, Ange, the hug. Yo. It can't so always be about up, filthy, though. <laughs> Clean it up, dogs. Remember, you remember his name, uh, Filthy and, and his three disciples. That's what this is. <laughs> that's the name of this podcast. That was the name. Low. That was that's the first. That's why he name. don't want to do the Facebook. Filthy rags he probably and already have disciples. a Facebook group. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like a Filthy and his three disciples. Yeah, man. I think um, I think we should vote on that. I was I was thinking about just um, before we even start, just the fear. You know how fear is rampant around people. Like when you're looking at people in their eyes and in their faces, you know people are genuinely scared of just um, the times that we're living in. And I just want to encourage everybody to, you know, not live in fear. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. You know, um, I think it's a, a great time just for believers as the church to go out there. But if we're scared and we're living in fear. You know, I I don't think we could be very useful. So, you know, I'm praying for everybody. I want y'all guys to pray for me too. But um, just not to live in fear, man. We're called to go out there and preach the gospel, preach the word of God, um, to be a light, to be salt, you know, to change lives, affect lives around us. And that's going to be kind of hard to do if you're in fear. If you're in fear of touching people or talking to people or being around people or whatever, just being sociable. You know, um, so it's just an encouragement. That's that. That was something the Lord put on my heart just earlier this week to just make sure, you know, Amen. to encourage the body of Christ. You know what? Amen. Part of that fear is uh, being alone, right? 
being separated because uh, you stand for a truth that maybe most people don't agree with or don't stand with. So are you are you good standing alone? Mm. All right. Even if it's society, friends, family. And that's, uh, you know, people are scared of that. People are scared of not being accepted. Mm. All right. So a lot of people will compromise the truth or compromise their beliefs in order to fit in. So it's, it's, it takes, you know, is bravery, you know, being okay with standing alone because you're not alone, right? Jesus Christ said that he would never leave you alone. So I, I think that's, that's, you know, part of that fear is anchored in, dog, people don't want to be the oddball. Mm. You know, that's scary. People don't want to be lonely. People don't want to be without friends and things like that. Mm. But, you know, what's more important? Nah, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, um, fear doesn't come from God. And, and it's a good, it's a good... It's a good thing you mentioned being alone. I mean, nobody wants to be alone. Like when we read the scriptures, um, when in creation, you know, the first thing that God says that's that was not good is that man was alone. You know, and he made he made him a helpmate and he made him a companion, Eve. Because, you know, when you read when you read through creation, everything was good. You know, he created the heaven, everything is good, 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 very good. And then when he gets he sees man alone, he said, That is not good. So, you know, that was a great point. You know, people are scared to be alone because nobody wants to be alone. You know, nobody wa really wants to be alone. Um, and I think that just gives us more, just more of an incentive to go out because we know it's not good to be alone. So it gives us more of an incentive to go out and to be around people. And like I said, again, affect people's lives because we are like, we are salt. And, um, you know, we, we make a difference in this world as being believers and being um as the scripture says ambassadors you know we are ambassadors of of heaven you know we're ambassadors of christ and um we can't we can't cower down we can't just hide ourselves in a hole and kind of shun ourselves away from everything no we we ought to go out there and represent um our lord and savior jesus christ so you know just fear I mean, I know people deal with anxiety. I know people personally who have anxiety attacks and who deal with depression at times. Even me, you know, there was times that I've dealt with depression. And, you know, sometimes I still battle it here and there of just, you know, just not wanting to be around people, you know. And um, I know a lot of believers and even non-believers, you know, even if you're a non-believer and you're hearing this, I know you suffer from those things, but the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. So it's just an encouragement, you know, just to come, go to Jesus in the time of need and he'll give you the grace to just come out and be light and be salt to the world. Wow. Mm. We started off on a somber. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's, it's it's words of encouragement, but you know, I'm just sitting, you know, listening to to Mike, and I'm like, man, 
just got got kind of you know you, right you know what it is dog i think it's because it's cooler in here I think Ange probably had the, fa- the AC on from nine o'clock this morning. Nah. <laughs> this is listen, <laughs> still a hot box. It's still a hot, hot, hot box. Yo, Ange, what's good? Yo, last week we we did John from one to thirteen. Yes, sir. What what are you what are your thoughts? If you were to summarize it real quick for the party people out there, what are, what are just some of the give me the that- light. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and this guy sang it Yo, too, dog. Tell me I ain't sound like him. <laughs> you look like him too, a little bit. A little bit. The light skinnedness. The light skinnedness. The light skinnedness. Nah, we Listen, talked. To why you throwing the descriptions out there for the shorties? Oh, <laughs> nobody knew you was like. Where's dog. the shorties? Yo, yo, nobody knew you was like. Shorty, where you at? So he's gonna be like, you, you, you peeped it, right? He said, "I got a wife beater on." First, he said it was the wife beater. Be- <laughs> come on, you know I'm you always wow, on it. Hit you with the light skin they did. Uh, What's next, Ash? Uh, the and word. then he tried to blast me for my haircut, so I could talk about his haircut. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yo, you ain't low, as You are not Yo. low. Yo, that's grimy. Yeah, Put me low, out there bro. like that. Son, where's the shorties? Go ahead. What else you what else you want the shorties to know? Nah, I don't want I want them to know that Jesus loves them, man. Amen. Whoever you are, because there's a lot not, of not more than yo, you though, right? Nah. There's only <laughs> one that I'ma love. That's it. But um Give me the light. Nah, just talking about what Mike was talking talking about with the you know, people feeling alone, man. There's a lot of single single Christians out there, man. And that's true. It's um And you're you you're, gotta, you're, you're you're the main one, right? Yeah, I'm the number one, the number one stunner. Yo, we should Listen. we should do bachelor, uh, a bachelor. Yo, y'all, I we can't even get a bachelor. For re- Yo, where's the shorties? The where's the shorties episode just for Ange? Yo, chill. Where's right, the go ahead, go ahead, Ange. Go nah, ahead. you know what? I don't even want to talk Come no more. Come on, Ange. Ahead, don't be man. like that. I just want to get into the word and y'all oh, talking about She's listening, shorties, though. She's listening. Bro. Ain't nobody listening to this podcast, she's listening. bro. We got negative two <laughs> viewers out here. <laughs> Our friends ain't even listening to this. Uh, That's yeah. grimy, son. Yeah. You know, every time All we right, talk man. about shorties, you know what his line is, right? I just want to get into the work. Every time you say where's the shorties, and he yo, throws that out there so you this, can be like, yo, all right, let's get into the work. Son, this ain't the platform. Yo, dog, every that. episode, we we gotta have a shorty segment. Just nope, yo. All Where's right. the shorties? A shorty segment for Ange. Yo. It's all good, Ange. But yeah, wait till the video comes. Wait till the video. Yeah, dog. They're going to be able to see you. Hey, he gonna, much to see that's when he's going to get the G-Unit wife beaters. <laughs> I Remember used to rock those I back I know you did. Trust me. They made you look bigger than you <laughs> was, <know>. right? <laughs> there was something about them. That's when he's going to get the G-Unit wife beaters. G-Unit? That's for the old people. Yeah, you're right, Marcus, dog. Yeah, this guy with my government. Oh, man. And he always makes me feel bad when I say it, too. I feel like I just did a crime. Like I just did a crime. Mm. Yeah, we showing yeah, our age. They're going to be sliding up in your DMs. Oh, my God. You got to put it on silent at night so you get some sleep. Oh, bro. <laughs> Listen, I want no groupies, bro. No groupies. Nah, 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 nah. We uh, just messing around. Nah, but Andrew's single. <laughs> ready to mingle. Single, ready to mingle. Yeah, That's so true. Uh, 1 to 13, man. If you could pick one thing that kind of jumped out at you, what, what would it be? Yeah, the one thing that hit me, and obviously we've read this before, but the one thing that hit me was where verse 4 says, in him was life, you know, and life was the light of men. And, you know, we the 
previous verses talks about how he created everything. So you just if you over, if you read it real quick, you're like, oh, he just created life. But no life was in him. It was always there, you know, and it's just amazing. And when we get to spend eternity with him and he gets to um, to teach us about the beginning of everything, it's just going to be so awesome, bro, to, to sit at the feet of our Lord and, and learn from him for eternity. Hmm. But um, that's that's what caught me. You know, after reading this multiple times, it was awesome. Yeah, that was that was actually a good point. Verse four is really good because it speaks about in him was life, and that life was the light of men. You know, and I was thinking about that after last week, and you know, he entered into a dark world, but you know, the men didn't notice the light because not only was the world dark, but they were also blind. Right, so they mm. couldn't see. And you think about, you know, what person that's blind would not welcome light to be able to see. Mm. But, you know, that's just a glimpse into the nature, the fallen nature of man. But we're going to start off on verse 14, right where we left off, and we're going to go through it. Um, So, as you want to do the honors, man, from like 14 to 18? Let's, let's do it. Sounds good. Holy Spirit be with us, Lord. So, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that first part in the word became flesh. I think a better... Uh Translation would be the word put on flesh, right? Hmm. You guys agree? Uh-huh. That he put on flesh? Oh, yeah, definitely. Instead of, because we already went through the first section about he was, he was his eternal. pre-existence. Right. So he didn't become anything, you know, that he wasn't before. He just put on this suit, hmm. this flesh suit that um, we all have, you know, the flesh. He went through the whole process of being born, right? Yeah. So I I think, you know, that's a better uh, trans, well, not translation. How how would you phrase that? I guess just an image for people to to, to think about because, you know, I I, I see the word became and, and I understand it. I know that. You know, he's 100% God. He's 100% man, human. Mm -hmm. So, um, but if it's easier for someone to get that image because, you know, we're talking about the deity of Christ. So, yeah, yeah, I get it. So it's like he he actually added the human nature to his divine nature. He didn't become something. He added on something. Right, so he put on that human nature, put on that flesh. 
So now you have uh, dual nature, right? He's fully God. Now he's fully man. And it says that he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. You see John throwing that in there like, yo, dog, we saw him. We was with him. Mm. We was chilling with him and we saw it. We beheld um, intimacy when I read that, right? Mm -hmm. That closeness, that relationship that they had. Yeah. And, you know, John is pretty old when he's writing writing this gospel. He's yeah. about 90. He was he was up there in age. Um and, so and he says that later on where um in his epistle where he goes, you know, um you know, they they were saying that Jesus Christ didn't come or he didn't come in the flesh and you know, he starts off John the first John the epistle where he goes, you know, the same Jesus that we handled, you know, the same Jesus that we touched and we saw like, you know, he 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 very much wanted to make that clear that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. And then I think later on in like chapter four of the same epistle, he goes, um, anybody who says Jesus Christ didn't come in the flesh is an antichrist. You know, mm -hmm. is is this is the spirit of the antichrist. You know, and you know he he stresses that in the epistles a couple of times that Jesus Christ came in the flesh because you got people that don't believe Jesus ever came, he never existed. They believe he's a myth or whatever, whatever they believe about Jesus. But he wanted to make that very clear that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and he dwelt among us. And just to think about that, just at that point in the gospel, you think about the Old Testament. You know, um, the tabernacle, the temple, that's as close as God has ever gotten to man. You know what I mean? But when he came, you know, when God came, you know, as Jesus Christ in the flesh, it was, you know, they held him. It wasn't no, there wasn't nothing blocking them. It was, it was, you know, kind of face to face. So, so now just putting this in perspective. John is writing this gospel and John was chilling right just to use that word with God I don't know if you guys ever like kind of sit <laughs> sit down and imagine being yeah because he, he says it right and we beheld his glory mm -hmm. right and sometimes I think about you know you know when you're reading and you're thinking about these men and them reminiscing about the times that they had with Jesus Christ. And, you know, as we go through the, the gospel, you know, we know that it was a progressive, all right? It was a progressive learning because they, they really didn't have it figured out at first. But you was with, for three years, God at the table sharing a meal, walking around just just day to day and I, I could imagine John you know at his old old age writing this having a chance to sit and really let that sink in yeah. and you know not only John all the gospel writers just letting that like your dog we was with God for X amount of time that is that blows my mind, you know, thinking about it. 
Yeah, like I said before, it was, you know, how could how close did they come to God back in the Old Testament? You know what I mean? Like you had to, you talking about get, going into the Holy of Holies. There was a lot of, you had to sacrifice. There's cleansing. There was so much rituals involved to get the Shekinah glory of God, to see the Shekinah glory. You know what I mean? And with Jesus, it was like, like you said, it was um, like John says, you know, we touched them. It, it was personal, and, you know. And, and I think we, we, we should get to it today, but Jesus kind of referenced. He kind of answers that when he referenced something from the Old uh, Testament. Um, it's towards the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it goes on to say, you know, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, begotten, that unique, that one-of-a-kind um, being of the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. All right? What do you guys think about that, grace and truth? What is grace? Mm-hmm. Unmerited favor, all right? You getting something that you don't deserve. It's not based on anything you did, mm-hmm. but you get it. It's undeserving, mm. but you get it. It's yours here. That's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, truth. Uh, you know, Mike, you mentioned the Old Testament, the old uh, rituals, the old covenant. That was truth. You know, it was there was grace, right? Because yeah. the whole sacrificial mm-hmm. system was a form of grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you mess up, I right, go and sacrifice. Right. That's the grace. You're not gonna get stoned. You know, so but it it was heavy on the truth. But now you see Christ, right, coming in with grace and truth. Mm-hmm. That that you know balance. That perfect yeah. balance. I think it's important that John puts grace and truth together because there are a lot of Christians out there who use grace as a license to to sin. But if you're not living in the truth of Christ, um, then you're, you're not living in him. You know, like his grace is awesome. But if you're abusing that grace, and I have to question you know, what truth are you living by? So it's just, I think it's awesome that he puts both together because they're, they're just as important. Mm-hmm. And John, John's statement also kind of, you know, goes back to the first section, speaks about his preexistence, right? Mm-hmm. And say, oh, he was, he was before me. And we know that John was born three to six months before Christ. Right? They were cousins. So that statement that he, he, he says in verse 15, right, it's, it's directly towards his preexistence. So John knew, like John knew a lot. And I think it also goes back to the fact that, you know, they say he is the greatest prophet. Right? So he knew of the promises. He knew of this Savior coming, and he was the one that was... Um, that was going to herald, make the announcement. He was going to be the witness. Um, he didn't know specifically who, 
I don't believe so, you know, especially from reading this. I don't think he knew who, but he knew, listen, I was commissioned to do this, all right? And when I see something, you know, as we're going to get to it, I, I'm, I'm going to know that that's the person. But he knew a lot. He knew that the Savior was coming. He knew that he was going to be the uh, deliverer, mm. all right? The, uh, the Lamb, the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, another thing I want you guys to kind of, as we go through this to, um, even though we missed a few, is the titles, right? The titles of Christ, because there's seven titles in just the first chapter mm. of John. And we already went through the word, the light, right? Those are the two that we already went through. That was in the first few verses titles that John addresses Jesus Christ as. Yeah, and just to think, you know, it says he was full of grace. You know, it was full, even in 16, where it says, and of his fullness, we have all received, and grace for grace, like the abundance of grace, you know, that comes from God. You know, it's, it's, it's like where it says, um, you know, Jesus' sacrifice was enough for the whole world. You know, not just for those who believe, but for those who don't believe neither. You know, those who unbelievers right now, like there's enough. You know, that sacrifice that was on the cross was enough for the whole world. So it's just, you know, when it says that fullness of grace and of truth. And, you know, I, I just think about, you know, my life, you know, that, you know, the truth is that we're sinners. You know, the truth is that we struggle. The truth is that, you know, one sin to keep you out of heaven. You know, it, it's, it's the wage, the wages of sin is death. That's the truth. But God's grace is that, you know, Christ put on flesh and came down and died on our behalf. You know, the grace of God is is the reason, you know, Christ says, I go and prepare a place for you. You know, I deserve hell. You know, but his grace is, you know, not only am I saving you from, you know, that 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 fate that you were supposed to have, but I'm preparing a place for you. You know, so you think about just the grace of Christ, you know, even where it says, you know, we are conquerors. You know, you can do all things through Christ. So, you know, the truth is that, you know, as human beings, we struggle. But, um, you know, that's why when you read in Hebrews, it says come boldly to the throne of grace mm -hmm. in the time of need. You know, it's that grace that, you know, the Lord pours upon you that, you know, makes you a conqueror through Christ, you know, in that times of struggle. Because the truth is, you know, we're sinners, you know, we're faulty, we struggle, you know, but it's that grace of God. You know, it's, it, I think the scripture says, by grace we live, you know, it was by grace we were saved, you know, and just to think about the grace of Christ. And it says, again, fullness, like there's enough. You know, you know, people, they think, oh, well, I'm, I'm too bad. I done did too much wrong in my life. You know what I mean? How could God ever love me? Or how could God save me from just all the things that I've done in my life? The scripture clearly says he's full of grace. You know, where it says to the point in 16, and grace for grace, like grace upon grace. Double the grace. <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and like you said, Ange, it doesn't give you a license to go out there and sin willfully. But, you know, when you do fall, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. 
love that verse you know and and the lord will pour that grace upon you and and you know break those shackles and um free you from 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 whatever you're you're, you're being a slave to from whatever you're under it's his grace that does it it's like sometimes we as christians forget who we are you know what i mean like we are children of god we are co-heirs to his kingdom co-heirs with christ you know that's why i love that verse that says to come boldly before the throne of grace you know that's our dad you know when you mess up you can come boldly for for help Amen. you know it's just we a lot of the times we fall for the lies of the enemy man that condemnation uh that comes from the enemy when we mess up but we got to just remember who we are in christ yo it says no one has seen god at any time Didn't didn't Moses see God? Saw his hind parts. He saw his back parts. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Wait, didn't Ezekiel see a vision of God? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Adam, Eve, in the garden when they went and hid. Hmm. Scholars, come on, scholars. <laughs> It's, you know, no one could see God face to face. That's what he told Moses. You know, he said, you can't see my face unless you're going to die. And that's why he allowed Moses to see his back parts. So God in his full glory and full essence, no man has Mm -mm. ever seen God in his full essence and his full glory and, and survive. Like, that's not, that's not possible. Abraham had a meal with him. With the three, mm. hmm. Come on, scholars. Who's you, a scholar here? You can say I don't know, man. That's all you gotta I never say. Said I was a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought we started out the show last week by telling you and we you, ain't know you nothing. You just fail the test. All you had to say is I don't know. You the one starting trouble, bro. Hey, man. You man I ain't starting no trouble. Those, those are the questions. Those are the questions. Those are the questions. I see it there. You want me to just skip over it? Yeah. Those it are the questions, something. man. Listen. And things pop up. Like, wait a minute. Didn't Ezekiel have a vision? Didn't Abraham share a meal? Right? Yep. Didn't Yep. Joshua. Didn't, and, and technically, you know, Moses saw him, right? It doesn't matter if it was his hind parts. And he said, you know, you know, he saw him, right? Yeah, but it says face to face. You couldn't see God said you couldn't see his face. That's what he said. He said you couldn't see my face, and that's why he showed him his back parts. But I think it's what's more important is the, the next verse, you know, because I think it's trying to prove here because there are some religions out there that don't believe that Jesus is God, but only God can be can be face to face with God. That's why it says he's in the bosom of his father. He has declared him like only Jesus has been that close face to face with God because he is God. So I think that's the point he's trying to get across. Nobody's seen the fullness of God other than Jesus. Okay, okay. I got you. At least that's what I think. Possible. There's scriptures to prove that, Ange. It's possible. What you're saying. Or to back uh, up. Who is in the bosom of the Father, you know, showing that intimacy, showing that close relation. But, you know, no one has seen God at any time. That's what it says. But, Let's move on. 
Um, probably if we get to the end of the chapter, there's a reference. I think we'll tie it all in. And I, I, I think I agree with that statement. No one has seen God at any time. Because that's what it said, is, and it's true. Hmm. So let's, let's, let's read on, man. Let's read on. Let's go. And I think the other thing that's important that you should say when it says the only begotten son, because, you know, we're all children of God, right? But I think we're all, that's through adoption. You know, he's the only son of God who actually is God. You know, that was produced by God, sort of like by birth, you know, when it comes to the human form. So mm-hmm. some people may say, oh, well, I'm a child of God, but that's, and the word says only begotten son there. So they may be a little bit confused, but, you know, we're sons by adoption. And it's it's the language thing, right? You read begotten. People sometimes interpret that as meaning um, came to be or something, right? You have some people that says, oh, see, he was begotten, so he was created. No, but that's not what that word actually means. It speaks about his uniqueness, right, and his one-of-a-kindness. And Jesus Christ, you know, he was one-of-a-kind, being that, you know, fully God and fully man. That's that's what that's alluring to, you know, when it when it says that. What, the only begotten? Right. Um. It's because it's he was unique. Right, 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 right. Definitely. Like uh, that same uh, is used for Abraham, right? He had Ishmael, but then it said your only begotten son, Isaac. Right. But that wasn't his only son. He had another son. But Isaac was unique in that he was the son of the promise. Right. So, you know, it's it's a language thing. And if you don't really get into the root of the, you know, Greek or the Hebrews, it kind of throws you off. Mm. Yeah. Christ was, you know, he had no beginning, no end. You know, he's eternal. Yeah. So right, it's not, so. it's not, it's not uh, uh, pointing to his, you know, creation like Christ is right. not a created being it's, it's he's like this unique this unique thing God and man nature and one so so let's let's go on man so where are we at verse 19 verse 19 what um yeah let's keep reading let's read a read about uh till 28 read about John the Baptist. All right. So now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, no. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one carrying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now those who were sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there stands one among you whom you do not know. 
It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Yeah. So what's happening, man? We see John. John, like John is a humble guy. Mm. You know, very humble. And you got to think John the Baptist did no miracles. Mm. And yeah, Christ, <laughs> you know, his his job was to, like it says, you know, um, make straight the way of the Lord. You know, that, that that's what it was. You know, he says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. And he did, you know, he wasn't like Elijah calling fire down from heaven or Moses part in the Red Sea. You know, he just um, preached, you know, to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was preparing the way for Jesus and, you know, Christ. And Christ said, you know, he was the, um, you know, amongst amongst men, there was no greater than John. Mm. And that's just encouragement for me, you know, because we don't do miracles, dog. You know, you know, we ain't, we ain't. We ain't doing nothing that the Old Testament prophets are doing. We're, you know, we're preaching the word and we're preaching the gospel. But, you know, God, the way Christ looked at him, the way God looked at him, he was sent from God to do that. And that was great. You know, us being a, t a, a testifying of Jesus Christ, because that's what it, that's what it says. It says now this is the testimony of John. You know, this is his testimony, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, you know. So John is doing his thing, right? And you remember John, he was he was shaking things up. Right? He had followers. He was out there preaching the word, being a witness to Christ. So then, you know, so who rolls up on him? Them the, boys. The, the gatekeepers, right? The gatekeepers to religion. The gatekeepers to morality. Or the, the hijackers, I should say. Hmm. So when they roll up, they were like, yo, yo, who are you? All right. And John, like I say, he's a humble guy. He he confessed. I'm not I'm not him. I'm not the one. I'm not the dude. I'm not the Messiah. You know, Christ being a, a Greek word meaning Messiah or anointed one. Hmm. And he confessed and said, I'm not that. And I, I think that's, uh, man, that's that's a testimony to his humility. I love it. You know, because John was, he was uh, known, right? And, and we could see that because these guys, these leaders, they had to come check him because things was going on. They were hearing about him. Word. So they had to come check him. And it was like, yo, dog, who are you? he was a nobody they wouldn't have been even worried exactly. about exactly so he was making noise and then he confessed you know just like before when he said the uh, uh the one that's coming is preferred ahead of me right so he you know it, it shows even in these few lines it shows his heart and his humility and he understood that the it's not about me Mm. This is not about me. Word up. The one that's coming, I'm not even, I couldn't even tie his, you know, 
shoelaces. <laughs> and and that's how he kicked in and he was real. And you know, the people that came to him, I'm sure he was an agitator to them. Mm. But when they asked him straight up, he told them straight up, nah, it's not me. So they was like, Yo, then then who are you? Are you Elijah? Right? And it's 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 interesting. They asked him if he's Elijah. And he said, no, I'm not Elijah. And then again, so now you're seeing the reason they came. Mm. Right? They came over there to investigate something. They, you know, listen, we're, we're on a reconnaissance mission. We came here to find out what you're about. Who are you? We're not concerned with what you're saying. Like That doesn't concern us at all. We're concerned because you're kind of shaking things. You know, you might be causing a disturbance. It's like a lot of people are starting to listen to you and, and follow you. And you're baptizing. You're baptizing Jews. Because back then, they didn't baptize Jews. They would baptize Gentiles that wanted to convert to Judaism. Right. So he's over here baptizing Jews. He's telling people, yo, repent. Mm-hmm. The Messiah's coming. Jesus is coming. Turn around. Repent. Change direction. Dog, they didn't care about any of that. They cared. Like, yo, dog, who are you? What are you doing? We were sent here to get this information. I think it was um, an authority thing, too. Definitely. What do you mean? They, they, um, you know, they wanted to know who gave him the authority to do what he was doing. Mm. You know, he wasn't sent by them to go baptize. Exactly. So that's why they were asking, are you one of these prophets that the Old Testament prophets prophesied about? And he told them no. And um, and that, that was the next question, said, right? Are you the prophet? Yeah. And he said no. So then they said, they was like, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? Like, exactly what you're saying. Like, you who gave you the authority? Like you're not part of us. Who gave you the authority to do this, right? Mm. If you're not, if you're saying no, you're not any of these people. Mm. Then by what authority do you have to do what you're doing? And we need an answer because we were sent from, you know, top level. And what 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 does he say? What does he say? What does he say he is? He's a voice. A voice. You don't you don't see a voice. You hear it, right? So even in that, he doesn't put any type of attention to himself. And I think it goes back to I think we touched on John last week, you know, saying that he was he was a different character, right? He was he was different from everybody else, but he never dog the focus was never on him. I'm not even a figure. I'm just a, a sound. Mm. And I'm just heralding the coming of the Messiah. One and that's thing, how he kicked it. One yep. thing I like, too, is if you think about it, literally, without a voice, you can't carry a word. You know, because it says, you know, in the beginning was the word, right? So he's the voice proclaiming that word without a voice. That word isn't going to go anywhere. You know, that voice carries that word. And without the word, there's no message. So 
I think it's awesome how all of that ties together. That he calls himself the voice for the word who is who is Jesus. And you know, they ask him specifically, are you Elijah? Cuz they knew the scriptures and you know, Malachi when it speaks about you know, Elijah is going to come and you know, before the Messiah. So it's interesting that they they asked they asked him certain questions to try to see you know whatever angle they were coming at they were they were asking him these questions to try to find out something but he was just straight up he was like your dog it's not about me i'm just a voice i'm just a sound and i'm pointing to i'm pointing to the one i'm not the one i'm yeah. not the messiah he deflected it all to christ You see it in 26, right? He just deflects it all to Christ. He said, I just, I'm just here baptizing in water. But there's about there's some dude standing amongst, among you that, um, you know, he's the one that's preferred. And I just, like you said about his humility, I love here in, in verse 9, uh, 27, I'm sorry, where it says, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. And when I read that, I... When it says loose, I'm thinking of some dude that's been walking all day in the sun. <laughs> and, and back in those days, they're walking in dirt, mud, you know, no socks. So th that person's feet got to be bumping. And it's here. <laughs> it's like I'm not even worthy to, to remove, to loosen his sandal after a, a day's work, you know. And the person that, they, that existed in those days to do that type of job was considered the lowliest of all. And. And he, he, he wouldn't even consider himself worthy to, to unloosen um, the Lord's sandal, which is just like crazy humility that we don't see today. And then now you got to think about Jesus who washed his, his disciples' feet. It's crazy, bro. You know, so you're talking about he took 12 men. And like you, you just described how somebody's feet might look. Bump. How somebody's sandals might have been. And Christ, you know, he... He, he humbled himself, and that's what floors me about the nature of Jesus, his humility. You know, when you think about all the other gods that you hear about, you know, they're not worthy of the worship and the praise because, you know, you go look at their character. There's, not, there's nobody who has the character of Jesus, who is creator, like how we are reading. He is eternal. He is God. And <clears throat> you hear John is like, I'm not even worthy to, <laughs> you know, unlatch the sandals on his feet. And when Christ came, he washed his disciples' feet. Mm. You know, it always floors me about the character of God. God is humble. So we see, you know, it's, it's, I like the way it segues because you have these these Pharisees, these Jews asking them all these questions, and they're asking them, why are you baptizing if you're not X, Y, Z, right? If you're not these people, why are you baptizing? And he's like, yo, man, I baptize with water. <laughs> but the one coming after me, the one I'm talking about, that humility again, right? He's preferred before me, and I'm not even worthy to tie his 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 sandal straps 
right? And again, you know, you go into the the, the, the culture and the society back then. That's that's like the lowest of the low. The lowest. Oh, sorry. I just bumped the mic. Damn. I thought Andrew was going to be the first to mess up. I messed up. Yo, Doug, you was focused the whole time. You the weakest link, brother. <laughs> you the weakest. You are the weakest Yo, link. Yo, Ange got his hands under the table. Not to I'm not bumping nothing. Yo, you see, see look at the discipline. Right he has his hands under the table, not to bump it. <laughs> so now, verse 29, the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Mm-mm-mm. Two titles in this section that John uses. So we, we so this will be four. Right? The Lamb and the Son of God. So what what when you say the Lamb, right, to that culture. What were they thinking about? Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. Yep. The sacrifice of God. Yep. The 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 sacrificial system was some that was that was their culture. So when he said, "Behold, the Lamb of God," it, it brought him back all the way to Egypt when it was you know instituted. Right. Uh, yeah. Find a lamb. Unblemished lamb. You gotta sacrifice that lamb. You gotta take the blood and you gotta put it on your doorposts. Yep. And then the angel of death is gonna pass over. You're gonna be delivered. Yep. You just gotta be inside that house, <laughs> covered by that blood. Amen. And you're Gucci. Yep. Mm. That's that's right. That's the inception of that. That was the first. When you're thinking about the lamb. Mm-hmm. And then that's so. Imagine the the how, what that triggered, mm-hmm. right? Because just yesterday, right? Because this is the next day. Just yesterday, John was talking about this. He was answering these these Pharisees, dealing with them, and he was like, "Yo, dog." They was asking these questions to the point he was like, "Yo, man, I'm baptizing with water. Yeah, don't watch me. I'm not the one. I'm just a voice. The guy that's coming, the guy that I'm talking about, I'm not even worthy." And then it goes into the next day. And you could imagine John is like, yo, mm. yo, that's, there he goes, the Lamb of God. Imagine what people were saying, like, the Lamb, like, how could you call, like, huh? Why are you call? you calling him the Lamb? Right? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, bro, and I think that that's why the word, uh, the word calls John the Baptist, like, the greatest prophet, you know, is because he was the only one that actually had got to lay his eyes on the Messiah. They all prophesied of things regarding him, but he was the one that was blessed enough to actually with his human eyes 
you know, behold him. And that's just like Mike said, he never did any miracles. And but one thing that I, I think about sometimes is I do believe that the greatest miracle of all is just um, the gift of salvation, you know, in someone's heart being regenerated to Christ. So moving mountains, parting seas, none of that means anything to me if if people aren't being saved. So I think that although we're not parting seas, you know, if the Lord is using us as vessels to um, to win the loss, that's the greatest miracle of all in my estimation. Yeah, like John, John, what he was preaching. Exactly. You know, I think of the Lamb of God. Um, like you said in the Old Testament, I think about Abraham. You know, right before he was gonna, you know, God told him to sacrifice his son, and um, you know, the angel stopped him, and um, he was like, you know, even before that, where you know Isaac asks, "Where's the sacrifice?" and he was like, "God is gonna provide the lamb." <laughs> you know what I mean? He said, "God is gonna provide the sacrifice." So, I just think about that all the way even back then. You know, where you know the question was, you know, who's gonna provide the lamb? And Abraham knew God would provide the lamb. And that was even a foreshadow. So, you know, you think about John here where he goes, behold the lamb. You know, here's the lamb who not only, you, like you said, in, in sacrifice time, it was, you know, you sin, you sacrifice. It, it was for you, your family. You know, it told you even Job sacrificed for his family. You know what I mean? But it says that this lamb takes away the sin of the world. And, you know, just thinking, you know, Old Testament um, sacrificing and then you know John here says behold the lamb and um, you know even in Revelations where it says you know we're going to worship the lamb you think about how many times lamb is used like in the gospels it's, I think it's used like twice in the epistles a couple times but in Revelations when you read the book of Revelations lamb is used like 30 times like that is the that is the the preferred name that Jesus wants you to know Crazy. about him Humility, <laughs> you know you have the son of god you have the son of man but in revelations he he's oh, like you you constantly see the lamb the lamb who was slain the lamb who was slain and i think about even in revelations which is supposed to be the end he still want to be seen as sacrifice and that's his mercy mm. you know him Coming as a lamb, it shows you the grace of God, like how we read in the in the verses before. He's so full of grace. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's what he wants to be represented as. Like, yes, he's the conquering king and he's the lion of Judah and he has all these titles. But in the last book of the Bible, he stresses that he is the lamb of God. And just to think, even in that time when the wrath when where it says the wrath of the lamb is being poured out, that's still his grace. Because he wants people to come to him. He wants people to be saved. He wants people to see that he is a sacrifice and, and what he did on that cross. You know, that's what he always wants to point to because I think, to, you know, to him that is just the height of who he is. You know, Jesus is the Lamb of God. I think that is the title that he holds most dearest when it comes to representing himself before man. Yeah. And, you know, just that title, right, that title, the lamb, you know, people knew what he was referencing, you know, that sacrifice. So, so that sacrifice, that 
sacrificial system, you had people bringing their lamb to another person, mm-hmm. right? And this was daily. You had the, the, the evening sacrifice, and then you had the, the individuals will come and sacrifice, and then you had the yearlies. It was sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice of you know, people bringing their lamb to other people. Now you're seeing, you know, the greatest prophet heralding God bringing his sacrifice to people. <laughs> that was the difference. Yeah. Mm. Right? He was the lamb. Now he's the lamb of God, not the lamb y'all been bringing in for 2,000 <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. This is God's lamb, and he takes away the sin, right, the original problem, because all these other sins are just consequence of the original sin. Right. Right. So he's coming to take away the root, the sin, right? It's singular. Mm-hmm. So here's God's lamb, God's sacrifice to take away the sin in the world. So they, it, I'm just imagining how that hit people. Like, yo, dog, what are you saying? What? But, you know, John, you're a crazy guy. You, you you eat locusts. Mm. You're covered in, what was he covered in again? Camel's hair. <laughs> you're, ca- you're the camel hair wearing, locust eating. You know, you be yelling at people. And Jesus mm. is a man. You got to understand, they're dealing with animals. <laughs> All this time is animals. And even in the Garden of Eden, it was an animal, you know, that the Lord slayed to cover Adam and Eve when he when he showed man the first sacrifice and now you see a man and not only you see a man walking you see a carpenter you see a, a man from Bethlehem just a regular like dude. right like this ain't no he ain't all garbed up and it ain't no big show show you know it'll be no fireworks no fireworks <laughs> that's no why God fireworks. had to tell him what was gonna go down <laughs> yo. That's what he told and him. John, and the thing is, know? John, he knows. And it's, it's, it's interesting because he breaks down, yo, dog, I didn't know who he was. Right. He's but a, I, I got the mission, like, yo, this is what you're supposed to do. And when you see this, that's what you I'm know saying. what it yeah. is. Right. And then when he saw it, that's who he's like, yo, behold the land. Dog, exactly. there's no firework. This is regular day. And he said, you remember he said in before, he said, he who is amongst you. Right, but yeah. he didn't know. Specifically, right? But who it was? But that's what I'm saying. Like it, like you said, it wasn't. This is not somebody like. Oh, we know him. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's that. That's such and such. It It was. It was Wednesday. Right. He's like, yo, he's among you. You don't even know, but he's among you. You know, when when filthy walks into a room, people know. Filthy. They recognize. Yeah, they they recognize filthiness. They be like, yo, that's filthy. But Christ, he was on some new life. He was humble. He was in the mid, the, like the mix. And I, I have, I have another thing. Like when I hear the Lamb of God, that always sticks with me. In Revelations thirteen and eight, where it says, um, "These guys love Revelations." Yo, be no, revelation. you doing love all by yourself? I'm gonna yo, just sit and listen to you do Revelations. You gotta understand. So this guy love himself. I'll give you a quick story. So <laughs> I was at a Bible study. Story time. And a brother. And a brother, you know, he came to me and we, he was like, yo, I'm scared to death of the book of Revelation. And I was like, you know, when, when me and Marcus first got saved, that was the first, that was the first, first book. Facts. That was the first, that was the first book we ran to because you want to know how the story ends. You know, and 
revelation not with the s <laughs> no revelations you, i thought you were about to say revelation i know that's what i've seen nah, your you face you said it twice already, nah i've seen your you face said he was revelations <laughs> so, so where are we gonna have a revelations button let's have a revelation <laughs> you every should. Time. i ain't wanna blow up your spot son you looking all right with the haircut so i, oh, I don't wanna man. mess up your yo, that night. haircut is bu- <laughs> yeah nah, you fresh yo if the people knew what i was dealing with for this quarantine you would appreciate it. Yo, it's a different dude right I was now, filthy son. in the quarantine. You I was, was the real filthy, filthy rags. <laughs> <laughs> During the quarantine, I was the real filthy rags, Yo. dog. But just to think, you know, getting back where he goes, the lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world. Which I think about that. Like how y'all, like that, that to me, I just, yo, I can't wrap my mind about because you know you think about the cross you know jesus dying on the cross and those three hours of the wrath of god being poured upon him for all of us so that we can be pardoned and that we can have eternal life but you know revelation it says the lamb who was slain before the foundations of the world Mm -hmm. so (sighs) what what happened in (laughs) eternity What happened in eternity between the Father and the Son, we won't, I don't think we'll ever understand Mm-mm. that sacrifice. Nope. There's another title in that section, Son of God. All right, so we got the Word, the Light, the Lamb, and then Son of God. Real quick, what do you guys What do you guys think of that? Like, what pops into your mind when you think of Son of God? Testified that this is the son of God. I mean, I just see authority, man. That's, and I also look, it looks like John was like, boom, I did my job. I testified. I've seen, he he pointed to Christ and everything, giving him all authority. And that's what I see when it says, this is the son of God, man. Yeah, I agree. Well, the authority, I, I look at it as, you know, the son of God is um, just the title um god you know you have god the father god the son god the holy spirit so you know when he you know and he testified that this is the son of god you know that son of god i see god you know i see jesus of who he is who he really is you know because later on you know we're gonna get to where he's called the son of man you know and but the son of god is to me i I look at it as you can kind of turn it around. God the Son. Mm. You know, just his deity of who Jesus is. And and that's what and you know, they understood that. If if you were to assign somebody that title, you're pretty much saying that you're God. Yep. That means you're of the same nature. Right? You're the same. So you're you're pretty much saying I have the same nature as God. Because I'm, I'm his son, so you're aligning the two. So therefore, you're the same nature, so therefore you're God. You know, um, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, all the omnis. Mm. Um, yeah, so boom. We got to finish this chapter. I don't, I don't care. How much time we got left? Chill. We got enough time. Nah, I just want to know. Yo, it's hot. Time check. Let's go. All right. That means we got... And 35. Tap in. 35 to 42. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples 
And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned, and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated, teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and he remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. Rocky. That that humility again, right? John, you know, telling his own disciples, guys that was following him, he said, Behold, looking at Jesus, behold the Lamb of God. Mm. And what what did two disciples do? So this was uh who was it, John? Who were the two disciples? With his two disciples. No, it was um, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, wasn't he one of them? Yeah. So they they I don't they, know if it says the other one. Yes, so he he tells him like yo dog th- he's the one, he's the guy. Yep. It's not me. He's the one I've been talking about. And that was the next day. That was the next day. <laughs> Interesting, you know. This uh, John goes through seven days, mm. seven titles. But yeah. I think it's it's awesome how like you mentioned the John the Baptist's humility man. He's like that's him, that's mm. that dude right there. And he was he was okay with his disciples following Christ and right. and that that's the job of of leadership, man. You know, is to point your disciples toward Christ and then let them follow him. Always, and, you know, a lot Amen. of people want to hold on quarters know, so tight and quarters. You know, I just see it. I just see it in so many of these places that I'm at. But so what happened? What what Christ said when they ran up on him? What do you seek? Yo, what do you want? Why you think he said that? Checking him. Checking him. Well, he was checking. Oh, everybody gets checked. What he was checking. Man, y'all look into it. He doesn't check it. Nobody saying just started a conversation. You he was crazy. a check. Yo, what do you want? Yo, what you what do you want? The letters in red are never <laughs> just the letters in red are never just there just for waste. What's bro. your intention? What is your motive? And what they said. They got caught off guard. They didn't know how to answer it. No, they said, where are you staying? Where are you staying? Right. Now you run up to the dude that is just the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And that's the best you got to be. That where, was where that was John. John said that. I know that, but what I'm saying is So now let's go investigate. Because imagine if you ran up to a dude that you look, looked up to, right? And then now listen, I don't got, think Christ was, you know, unapproachable. Right. But he's going to ask you, what do you want? What do you want? And I think everybody gets asked that question. Your dog, what's your intention? Amen. Right? Yeah. I'm 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 the Messiah, I'm the Lamb of God. What do you come in? What do you want? Yep. Yo, do you guys are you looking to overthrow Rome? Is that what you want? Because if that's what you want, you go find the Zealots. Go follow go go follow them. Are you looking for fame? Yep. Like what do you want? I'm gonna have you ex- examine your heart. Why are you following me? Why are you following me? Is it to make me Lord? 
Or is there something that you're trying to uh, gain in all of this? Yep. Mm. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I think this is the first time there was that intro, bro. And like, think about it. Like Mike just said, like before the foundations of the earth, he was slain. Like he was waiting for this moment for his disciples to come through. And they don't know him. anything about that. They don't, but Jesus does. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. And that's what makes it even more when he says, "What do you seek?" But that, but what Marcus was saying. The disciples don't know anything. They right. just they just meeting them for the first time. No, no. What I'm asking you is, why do you think he questioned them like that, right? Because they, they came to him and he was like, "Yo, what is your intention?" And I'm just relating that to a practical sense with everybody. What is your intention with Jesus Christ? Right. Like, are you? Do you have your own conception in your mind, and then you're gonna try to put him? into your mold, right? And again, put put it in the context of that time. Put it in the context of what was going on in the culture with the people. You had groups of people that was that wanted to start a revolution because mm-hmm. they wanted to, you know, get out from the oppressive Romans. Barabbas. You had the Zealots, which I think one of his followers was a Zealot. I forget mm. who. Right, so it's always questioning your heart, right? It's, it, it goes back to a heart thing. Yeah. What are you looking for? And it's interesting their answers. Um, you you could you could take it either way. I don't know. They was probably like, oh, well, if you're busy, we could come check you later. Where do you stay at? What I do like is that they were, that didn't turn them away. Right. Because sometimes if you check somebody or if you ask them something that is going to cause them to have to look inward, that'll turn them away from you. But they were still, they were still um, inquiring. Listen, if, if now is a bad time, then we could come back and check. Because this is around 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll come back and check you later. Like, yo, John, John gave you the cosign. John just 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 told us that you was the Lamb of God. We want to come investigate, right? Shouldn't that be the dog? Shouldn't that be the response if somebody tells you about Jesus? Shouldn't you at least investigate that dog? Amen. Just to find out how how about if it's true? Did you investigate from from? Did you go down and sit? Where do you live? I'm going to come check you. I'm going to sit down. Let's, let's have a conversation because I heard something. Word. Somebody come to you and be like, yo, Jesus Christ died for your sins. He's the only way to heaven. If your sins aren't forgiven by Jesus Christ, you got to go to hell. Don't you think he, that's, that's a little, that's vital information. And that's, a, <laughs> and that's extreme. You're talking about eternity. <laughs> yo, don't you think you should investigate that? Yep, eternity. Maybe, maybe sit down, yo, sit down with Christ for a week. And find out. And look how he responds. He didn't go, well, I'm staying by such and such. This is who Jesus is. Come and see. Come and see. He is, Christ is transparent. There's no darkness. There's no ulterior motive. There's no secret. There's no bait and switch. That's true. The only way you can... Somebody can run up on you and and be like, where are you staying? And you'd be like, come and see for yourself. 
It's because whatever I am, whatever I'm about is 100% real. And I'm not hiding nothing. Come through. Come through. Come check me. Yep. My door is always open. Always. My arms is always open. Yo, that's Jesus Christ. Yep. Right? And we see John. John already broke it down. He said, yo, that's the Lamb of God. Right? Those two came to him and they said, teacher. And then after they finished chilling with Christ, they said, we found the Messiah. Right? They addressed them as the Messiah. Like, yo, we find the anointed one. We found the Christ. Right? As we see... Um, Andrew, I like Andrew. Dog, Andrew's always going to grab somebody. Mm-hmm. Dog, if you find Christ, go grab somebody and be like, yo, dog, we found, I found Christ. Come through, come come check him. Yep. And that's, that's Andrew. And, and, you know, it says we have found the Messiah. You think about um, just that title. You know, and to the Jews, they looked at the Messiah as someone who's going to come and save them. So like how you said before, you know, that they were looking for the Messiah. It wasn't like, you know, there was no the Messiah was prophesied about to come and and save the Jewish people. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what he was. So like you said, when 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 he says, what do you seek? He understood the environment. He understood society at that time. He understood that people were being oppressed. He understand that um, it wasn't fair. Society wasn't fair, you know, and he wanted to know what they were really about. And it's, it's just crazy, you know, just to understand that, you know, before, you know, with Christ, when you, his real intention was to come and die on the cross. So let's say their intentions was, okay, the Messiah is going to come and he's going to take us from Roman oppression. Let's say that was their mind frame. And in Christ's mind, Christ is like, this is not what I, I came here for. Because no, there's a bigger problem. Right. There's a bigger uh, 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 oppression that's right. happening. Right. You're slaves to sin. Oh, that's what I came for. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's that's kind of what he... You know, and and it was two things. It was it was checking their hearts. Like, are you gonna turn away and be like, ah, don't ask me no questions, or are you gonna be like, yo, I want to spend some. And they spent the day with Jesus. And after they spent the day, what happened? You had Andrew running out to go get his brother. Like, yo, dog, we found him. Mm-hmm. That was the reaction mm-hmm. after spending time with Jesus. All right. So if somebody come and tell you something, and you know. That's the greatest, que- the one great question that everybody's going to have to answer. Who am I? You're either going to answer it on this side or you're going to answer it on the other side. Yep. Right? Because he is the Messiah. So they, they, they chilled with him. And for then, the whole day. For the whole day. And then uh, Andrew went and grabbed his brother Peter. This guy. Yawning already, yawning, dog. B. The Red Bull wall already, dog. <laughs> he didn't even sit the Red Bull. Man. It's cause he's drinking that. Um, what is that again? Um, this guy yawning. Vintage, vintage. Self, self. I tell him not to Chill, buy the. Dog. We don't got no sponsors. Why you, why you giving him life? <laughs> the seventy nine cents Celsius. Yo, that's a buck twenty nine for the two liters, son. <laughs> I keep telling him. Yeah, I'll make you sterile, dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's like tropical fantasy or tropical seltzer. Tropical fantasy, <laughs> Quarter waters make you stir. Yo, it's the best tasting <laughs> seltzer out there, bro. All right, so, so, let's, so let's you know, going. he went, went, got his brother. Listen, man, if you find, if you find the Messiah, go get your brother. <laughs> go get your sister. Go get your mother. Go get your father. Go get your coworker. Go get everybody. Word up. And bring them to the Messiah, so that their souls could get saved. And and the real thing about it, Jesus, He's come and see. You know what I mean? It's not like you're gonna bring the Messiah to Him. You're gonna bring them to the Messiah, and Jesus is gonna be like, "Who this? Nah, no what tricks. you about? Nah, you know, you know, don't come here. Like I don't know you." You know, that's that's how we feel when people bring new people around us. Yeah, yeah. You know, when somebody when you bring somebody new around you, you'd be like, yo, who that? I don't, I don't know. He, he kind of funny. He, he's looking at me weird. But Jesus is the total opposite. You bring somebody new to Jesus. He's like, Look, listen, come and see. Come and see for yourself if I'm the Messiah, if I'm the mm-hmm. son of God. So the following day, this is verse 43. So now, you know, uh, the next day. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Hmm. Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said to him, said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit or no guile. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So we got three more titles we went through. The Messiah, King of Israel, Son of Man. So now here's the next day. The next day. And he said he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Sometimes Jesus Christ is going to come to you. (laughs) That's crazy. He just looked at him and said, follow. He just looked at him and said, follow me. Said, follow me. And we we, we see the the two previous where it was... uh, Andrew bringing his brothers right sometimes somebody else will bring you to Jesus sometimes Jesus is going to come to you either way he's available that's how I see it Mm. and again like 46 he says um, and Nathaniel said to him can anything good come out of Nazareth Philip said to him come and see you know and like you said before you know that that you know, you bring in somebody to you bring in somebody to Jesus. You got to invite them, you know, come and see for yourself. You know, you could sit there and talk about Jesus to you 
blue in the face, but you know, people have to experience his love mm-hmm. and, and his grace to truly be saved. You know, you can talk about Jesus all you want, but if they don't come and see, like the, the, the Lord says, you know, come. I think he says also, like, come and drink and come and dine. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always inviting people to his table. He's always inviting that conversation. He's open for conversation. He's open for dialogue, Jesus Christ. And, you know. You know what I notice? It, it requires a response, mm-hmm. right? It requires a response from you. You're either going to come. Ah, there we go. It's one point for Mike. Oh, that was my first, <laughs> that's my first one in, in two episodes. Yo, this Yo. guy... I think he tied his hands that's under the table. Dog, Yo, check Ange's hands to see if it's tied under yeah, the table, dog. I think it's hours, <laughs> Yo, filthy <laughs> learns quick, man. Ange hasn't so. moved in an hour, but you know that response. That response has to be. It has to be willful. You know, it has to be willful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he calls. Uh, you know, the destination is Christ. You know, that's the uh, the hardest part, man. As a Christian. When you have an anguish for souls and you're trying to get people to taste of his goodness and um, and they don't want to taste, bro. Like, that's the hardest part. And the crazy thing about it, look at this dot. Like, so Nathaniel come toward him and said, behold, and, and Nathaniel come towards him and said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom the, no deceit. Mm. And then Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? You so know, what was that whole, what was he saying? What was that whole thing about? What are you talking about? Like he's, he's, uh, like, what is he, what is he, he's revealing who he is, who he is, but he's also, it's, it's interesting cause he's referencing Jacob and oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Right, he was in the Old Testament, right? And the reason, the reason, Jacob was deceitful. He was deceitful, right. and you know that's the the ancestors of the the Jewish uh, people. Mm-hmm. And he say, look, a, a Jew well, that's, that's not <laughs> like Jacob. <laughs> that's not like ja- okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Jacob used deceit. He deceived his brother. He right. deceived his pops. He deceived his his uh, his um, father-in-law. Uncle, no, his uncle deceived him. That's how he got right. Yeah, he, <laughs> so he was, but at the end, I think he got he tried to get. Back oh yeah, 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 yeah. With the, with he, the sheep, yeah, it was with weird the weird uncle yeah, father-in-law yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So he was saying like, "Yo, look at a a a, a Jew with no deceit, a Jew with no, no deceit. deceit, right?" And it's interesting because at the end, he was like, you know, they go through the exchange, and he was like, "Yo, how do you know me?" And the back and forth at the end, you know, Jesus Christ like, yo, just because I, just because I said I saw you under the tree, you believe? Some people, is is, some people got to come and see, some people's got to hear and believe. Yeah, it's different people. But then he says, most assuredly, I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open up, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Right. That's a reference to. Jacob, yeah, Jacob's ladder, right, 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 right. The 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 dream when he was traveling and he, you know, it was getting late, so he was like, "Yo, let me take a nap," and then he had the dream. Right. We see Christ validating that story, number one, 
and just the picture of you know before we saw angels for Jacob right ascending and descending on a ladder or some type of stairway so he was seeing this connection to heaven and earth heaven and earth right right? this involvement of there's a spiritual there's a connection between the spiritual and the material the physical right yeah the physical right right angels are involved right right god is involved in the affairs of men and then now christ puts himself in that that ladder or that pathway right because now you see the angels ascending and descending upon him he's like your dog i'm the bridge now i'm the connection between humanity and god Mm. interesting yeah and i think also he was um that son of man title you know you think about daniel it says uh, i'll read it daniel 7 and 13 says i saw in the night visions and behold with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples nations and languages should serve him his dominion is a is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed you know and i think that reference to you know christ's making of himself because like you said that dream was of jacob you know and jacob was a regular man Mm-hmm. You know, but that son of man title, I mean, you know, he used it with, with other men before, but here when he's, you know, Christ is using it, it's, you know, he's put, he's he's going back to that mm-hmm. of Daniel. And you think about just the scripture that I read, you know, um, him having dominion and his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it says his kingdom shall be one that shall never pass away. You know, like you said, in the open, in all those titles that we've been reading, you know, the Lamb of God, the Son of God, even the Son of Man is pointing, you know, so when Christ said that, they were, they understood what he was talking about. You know, they understood that he was referencing that scripture in Daniel and he was talking about, you know, that person, that one like the Son of Man and came to the Ancient of Days. So, um, again, it just goes back to, like you said before, him saying all these things about himself like lamb of god and all of that people are gonna start to come with their own motives you know start to scheme like okay oh so you are the messiah all right so you're gonna come deliver us oh yeah your kingdom is coming and it was true like even the messiah when you think about the messiah in the old testament you know it was prophesied that you know he would be a servant but he would also be a conquering king you know so these prophecies about him, you know, to the people, they're like, okay, here's our savior that's going to come free us from oppression. And like you said, th- there was a bigger issue he had to deal with, which was sin. There was a bigger slave master, which was Satan, that he had to, you know, fulfill the prophecy that was in the garden where it was like, um, you're going to crush the head of the seed of the serpent. But, you know, it just it just makes me think about, you know, before before the crown comes the cross you know jesus under you know jesus is going to come back 
as the conquering king. But before that, he had to deal with sin. So before, you know, the crown came the cross. And you know what I think about just, that's life, period. You know, before you, before you get exalted, you have to be humbled. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's what it says. It says God, you know, he, he, he you know, he exalts those who humble themselves. You know, and, you know, in life, we always want to just be exalted. We always just want to have the blessings and have everything. But we don't want to sacrifice, you know, and and I think Jesus is a prime example of just his mission coming on earth. The first time was to come as the servant. And when he comes back, he's going to come as the conquering king. Yep. So we see closing this chapter, that son of man title, like you were saying, Mike, which is God's uh, Jesus favorite title for himself identifying himself as with with humanity right and him saying listen I'm, I'm the bridge i'm the connection between uh these two realities and you know the spiritual reality is very real and is very active even from the days of jacob from his vision we saw the king of israel title which is um another messianic title Kings were anointed. They were separated, chosen by God. We see the Messiah, which means anointed, set apart for service of God. You know, that's what it pretty much means. Christ is just the uh, Greek translation of uh, Messiah. The Son of God title, the Lamb title, you know, we went over those. The light and the word. Yeah, man. That's chapter one of John. Mm. I see. I see. Angie got a forty-five minute limit, dog. We might have to cut this. Nah, one. nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah. What? Well, how, how do you? <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, guy. we might have to cut this podcast down <laughs> to forty-five minutes. Of I don't think he could make it past forty-five. Nah, dog. I think yeah, he's bro. good, man. It's the heat, right? Hot box. I, I, that's it's what hot, I'm trying to tell hot. you, man. Because in the beginning, it was it was cool. And then they got, <laughs> then the heat starts yeah, to settle, and now he starts to now he's gonna see the severity of getting a decent AC, but of not getting a decent AC. <laughs> so Ange, as far as John, you know this whole chapter, what do you what you got out the most? Man, I love the uh, the humility. Mm-hmm. shown by John the Baptist and how he just deflected all honor, all authority to Christ. And as Christians, man, that's the way it should be. You know, he gets all credit for everything. And then I just love the faith that you see these disciples where just come and see, you know, come follow me. I just love the faith of not not knowing but but taking a step, you know. And I think as if anybody's out there that doesn't know the Lord, man, just... Just take a step of faith. Come and taste that the Lord is good. So that that's what I um, got out of today. What about you, Marcus? You know, this is... Uh, John, he kind of comes out the gate, right? And, and just this first chapter, everything is in there. It has the gospel in there. It has this whole, um, you know... The, the pre-existent uh, word, right? So it speaks about that, and then he goes into 
the word putting on humanity, mm. right? Coming for 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 a mission. He was on a mission. Put on humanity, and then the announcement of the word yeah. being herald to mankind, and then you see man, you know, seeking the word. Right, just just a little little picture, you know, with with these first few followers, they they're seeking him and they're responding to him the right way, um, and even before that, you see another group that is responding a different way to John, mm. right? But you know, and it ends, it starts with the word, and it ends with Jesus calling himself the Son of Man, mm. and him. Uh, referencing that Jacob dream yeah like your dog I'm the bridge between here and there and heaven and God right. between man and God I'm the bridge right. I'm the one it's, it's no more ladder it's no more stairway I'm I'm the one and throughout John he repeats that over and over again right so that was the mission so you see this you see that like the whole story is just right there from beginning to end. Though I was from eternity past and this is, this, I, I'm, I'm the door. I'm the stairway. You got to see, you got to see me. You know, which yeah. is great. Uh, I, I like, this reminded me of um, Hebrews 1. It says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power so you know that just what you were saying there in hebrews you know that's what he's saying like you know before times god spoke to the prophets in different ways but in this the last time God spoke to man was in Jesus, That's you know, right. so that, that the, you know, in the beginning was the word, how John starts off is basically how he starts off is letting you know the end. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is, this is it. You know, Jesus Christ is the final um, message. He's the final sign that's coming from God to men. And um, in John, you know, personally, I, I love the behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I think that's the that's the center of the Bible. You know, the whole Bible is revolved around the person of Jesus Christ, the Lamb, um, his mission, like you said, coming um, to take away the sin of the world. That is what the whole Bible is revolved around. And um, I tell people all the time, you know, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I worship Jesus Christ because of what he did for me you know like the scripture says you know we loved him because he first loved us and i say that all the time like no other god came and put on human flesh and lived as a human being you're talking about hunger thirst he experienced all that as god and then willfully laid his life down and died on a cross for my sins no other God has ever done that for me. Not Buddha, not Allah, not Krishna, not any other God. And just the, the thought of Jesus Christ, you know, the creator, as we read in Hebrews, 
making himself the lamb of God to take away my sin and not only my sin, but the sin of the whole world, that alone, if there's any reason to come to Jesus Christ is because of his sacrifice and who he is and what he did. So Jesus is dope. <laughs> like Jesus said, come see. Or what we would tell everybody is go see or come check us. We gotta come back. Well, we coming back, right? Next Monday. If y'all want me to be back by myself, just holler. <laughs> okay, so get, now that was a message get for rid the of these bums. That was a me- let me get rid of these bums. Let me, let me decipher me this. Now, that was a now before we leave, we need a commitment that Angie's gonna handle the Facebook. We need it on air because you ain't. We gonna yo dog. Are you gonna handle? Let the Lord lead. Are you gonna yo? You're still rebellious, be. Why I gotta be rebellious? I'm not rebellious. Now he's up. Look at that. Now he's up. As soon as you start talking about him, (laughs) we gotta get a. We gotta get a. Yo, we sat here and talked about Jesus for 45 minutes. This guy guy will have sleep. Yo, as soon as you started talking about him, he's up. Right, yo, B, that's that's us. We sinners, dog. Yo, Once we start hearing about these, ourselves, you got all one fan. Yo, that's the title of this thinking. episode, dog. Half sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ange. Thank you. All right, bro. Say right. say goodbye to people, man. Pray, man. Pray us out. All right, let me just close in prayer. So, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this wonderful opportunity you've given us as brothers to come and fellowship and just to um, just sharpen each other. And we're just grateful for. The technology that you've given us, Lord, that other people can listen to us uh, speak of your word and um, just be filled by your word and just, uh, Lord, to continually taste of your goodness, Father. So we look forward to the next time that we can come together, Lord. And if there's anybody out there, Lord, um, just just lift up those listeners and um, things that they're going through, Father. Just bless them, protect them, Lord, and keep them, Father. In your name I pray. Amen.